0: Gentlemen, we are here for week one of the NFL season. As always, I have the Fantasy Hour on Tap crew here with me in Cam and Edgar and myself, Premier Amp. Make sure you all go to Twitter and follow us at Premier Amp, at Mr. Cam2M, at Ed Leon 52 Also, follow the Twitter page at Fantasy HR on Tap. Also, the main page with at on Tap net we are ready to start football, guys. We are literally just days away at this point. So, real quick, while I get into it, just like last year, we're going to start the show as we did always. We are going to start with Pop the Tab. I will kick this over to Cam and Edgar on this one.
1: Sweet, yeah. So, yeah, going to be a great start to the year. It's it's getting quick, you know, closer and closer to fall weather. You know, as you can see today. So today we've actually chosen Chefly, or Chefly, I can't pronounce it, it's a St. Louis Brewery pumpkin ale, um, <laughs> and you are going to oh, make fun of us, but already? hey man, it's cold out, it's not cold out, but it's, it's 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 fall weather, so why not? I know, my wife wanted to go to Starbucks
0: this last week and get the uh, pumpkin spice, and then she's like, nah, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not, not that stuff." so. <laughs>
1: so not bad, Aaron, not bad. Ah, pretty solid.
0: What do you got? What do you got on that one? Good start you know, to the I mean, year.
1: You know what for I mean, it's the first pumpkin ale of the year. I don't want to give it too high of a score. You know I, I got I want to be consistent, you know my all, all my followers want me to be consistent.
2: <laughs> for me, my first taste was pumpkin pie, which I love, so I think it's a decent pumpkin beer. It's a good amber color too.
1: has a good foam on it. Make it's it pretty
2: good
1: overall. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would probably give this like a honestly I'd give it like a seven and a half. Um uh, I, I, out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten for sure. Um That's yeah, I would fish. say it's pretty low on on the IBUs, um and pretty malty, but it's like a, a darker beer that a hundred percent a good fall beer. And a good way to kick out kickstart the NFL season.
0: I know I can't I cannot wait. This is uh we record Tuesday nights normally, so it is Tuesday as of right now. First game is Thursday night. I cannot wait. I probably won't get to watch the whole thing. I won't lie to everybody. Uh doing some crazy hours at work. But for me, I'm gonna pop my tab on a little something different this season, guys. I am kind of off the the wagon of not drinking pop as much anymore. Um I've gone to a new hybrid drink here a little bit. Um our buddy Duke Coughlin on the site as well. Um, me and him have been kicking back with drinking a lot of G fuel. Um, okay. G fuel. so tonight I have G fuel as I normally do every night. I'm actually kicking it back to the summertime. If you want to get with me here, I got snow cone. Snow cone is legitimately, it tastes just like a snow cone, like, you know, the, the red, white, and blue ones you have, Yeah, it's those flavors, like, it's like you melted it and put it in a cup and are just drinking straight sugar at that point, Yeah, (laughs) but but this isn't like super sugary, it's not, you know, like that, it's technically an energy drink, but at the same time, it doesn't give you the super big crash, gives you a little bit of energy throughout the day, it's honestly, this has slightly become one of my favorites lately. Um, I'm starting to run out. I'm, like, more than halfway through the tub on it, um, so I'm kind of getting upset. I need to stop <laughs> drinking this one because I want to savor it a little bit. You want to go get more?
1: I'll have to it's check done. it out.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. So getting right into the season here, guys. News and notes, big stuff around the league this uh, these last couple days. Uh, we do have a couple of running backs with some new homes before the start of the season. Leonard Fournette was let go by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are going in the full-on tank mode, it sounds like. Um, He found a new home in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. We also have Adrian Peterson. That was a little bit, to me, surprising to see him cut. I thought they would uh, keep rolling with him in Washington. But he just found a new home in Detroit, which is very interesting. Uh, Also, I mean, news and noteworthy kind of stuff is we also have an extension for DeAndre Hopkins today, which locks him up out there in Arizona now. So that's pretty much it uh, for right now in the news and notes section. Nothing too much major. Uh, So we're going to get into a segment we did last year, which we call the league crawl. The league crawl is going to be, you know, just running through the games for the week. And we'd just like to quick, you know, quick hit on these things. So I'm going to let this segment run. I'm going to kick this over to Cam and Edgar again. Edgar, take it away.
1: Thanks, Aaron. Well, just like taking shots, I'm going to do this quick and easy and have a lime on hand. All right, first game, Texas and Chiefs to kick out the year. First thing, is David Johnson back, who will emerge as the number one receiver for the Texans? And on the Chiefs' side, CAH debuts, will, be a, will he be a bust, will be everything you expect him to be and more? For the Jets and the Bills this week, who will be Sam Darnold's number one receiver now that Robbie Anderson has been gone? Will it be Jamison Crowder? Will it be Denzel Mims, new rookie out of Baylor? As for the Bills, who will be the main guy for the backfield? Will it be Zach Moss or will it be Devin Singletary? A guy a little bit prone with injury issues, but a great back nonetheless. Next up, Packers and Vikings. Will Aaron Jones lose carries to A.J. Dillian? If I'm saying that right, probably saying it wrong. it, will carries because it's going to happen. And Will, who will be the Minnesota wide receiver to fill Dick's place? Will it be Justin Jefferson, the first round uh, first round draft pick for the uh, for the Vikings, or will it be anyone else besides him? Eagles in Washington is my, Will this be the Miles Sanders show, or will Boston Scott take steal the show from him? And on the Washington side, it will be Antonio Gibson's much coveted debut after they just cut Adrian Peterson. How will he turn out, and will he be the th- you know? the all-around back that Washington needs right now. Browns and Ravens. Let's go Ravens, as I'm also a Ravens fan. Can Lamar repeat year two now that, you know, everything's kind of been come back to motion? And how much time will J.K. Dobbins see? That's going to be really important for those guys who want to start him in the near future, um, and it really just depends on uh, Mark Ingram. As for the Browns, is Odell rejuvenated after playing – uh, through um, last season with an injury. Moving on to the Colts and Jaguars. The biggest thing on the Colts side is who will take the backfield and who will emerge as the go-to guy for the Colts? Will it be Jonathan Taylor or will it be Marlon Mack? As for the Jaguars, the same question because with Leonard Fournette on, it's really anyone's, anyone's game. I believe Robinson or Robinson has been named the starter, but o- Ozingo, which is really hard to pronounce again, is still in the in the mix for running backs um, to, to take over in the running back field. But also, who to watch? The rookie receiver, LaViska Chanel, one of my favorites in the draft. Next up, Raiders and Panthers, Henry Ruggs debut. Everyone wants to see it. Can this speedster get the touchdowns and beat Derek Carr Savior? Probably not. We'll see. As for the Panthers, how will Teddy Bridgewater perform. He's going to be taking over Cam's team, and he, can he rejuvenate this pant, lackluster Panthers offense besides, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, everything lackluster besides him. And finally, Bears and Lions, my favorite team. And for my favorite team, biggest question mark, will Mitch rise or fall? It's a big question. Everyone's been asking it. He's been named the starter, so we'll see. As for Lions, who will emerge as their RB1 in a crowded backfield now that ap is there. You have DeAndre Swift, AP, carry On Johnson, carry On Johnson's mother. We'll see. All right, Edgar, I'll take over from there. That was a lot. Take a sip of beer.
2: You earned it. All right. So for the Seahawks Falcons, um, what Todd Gurley will show up? Can he be fantasy relevant with all his injuries and his history? For the Seahawks, Greg Olson's impact. Is he fantasy relevant at this point in his career on a team that uses a tight end a good amount? For the Dolphins Patriots, what will Cam look like in New England? And what will their offense look like? Who will they value? Who will shine fantasy-wise? As far as for the Dolphins, can Fitzmagic bring that magic back to the packs after they shocked them last year? The Chargers Bengals, what about Joe Burrow? Can he rejuvenate that offense? Will he be relevant? Who is he going to throw to? I don't know. We'll see. The Chargers whiteouts, um, how are they going to be different this year fantasy-wise with the new QB at the helm? And then for the Chargers 49ers, Debo, will Debo steal the show as he tried to do in the playoffs? Um, Yeah, um, are are there too many mouths to feed in Arizona for Kyler Murray? And there are offense, how are they going to look? How is Kyler Murray going to look? The Buccaneers and Saints, um, we know Alvin Kumara and Michael Thomas are going to get their fantasy points. Is Emmanuel Sanders going to be relevant? And then over in Tampa Bay, by the way, you pronounced that wrong, Aaron. It's Tampa Bay. um, Which running back will emerge as Tom's favorite and which one will be the most fantasy relevant? Over to the Cowboys and Rams, the Rams QB situation, who will emerge who will get the most touches they have a lot of guys there let's see the cowboys they have a lot of good talented receivers but how many of them are actually going to be able to produce fantasy wise week in and week out the steelers giants the steelers pass catchers with a quarterback a healthy quarterback in ben ralphisberger who likes to throw the ball how many of them can produce fantasy numbers um yeah, Daniel Jones this season with um, Giants. Is he going to go through the sophomore slump? He was kind of slumping last year. And then the last game this week, the Titans and Broncos. Can Tannehill bring that, back that consistency that earned him the contract? And how much has Drew Locke developed into being there the be QB they expect
1: him to be?
0: Oh, I'm dying on that Henry Rux. Derek Carr comment, Edgar. Oh, I'm still laughing over here. Oh, oh is he going to save Derek Carr? No, he's not. Oh, <laughs> the reason Derek Carr is safer right now, guys, is the fact that Marcus Mariota is on IR and the only other person behind him is Gunslinging, Wheeling, Dealing, Nathan Peterman. Woo! Oh, my god, that is scary. You want to talk about our next segment over here with a breakout or kickout. I don't know how the heck Nathan Peterman is not kicked out of the league already. That, that's just, oh my God. But absolutely guys. So there's a lot of questions walking into this season. A lot of this will, you know, hopefully start to be answered. Obviously it is a very long season, but a lot of exciting things to see. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens. So right away, guys, let's kick into the next segment here that we have. We're going to do a breakout or kicked out. It's our new segment. It is a segment where we just talk about our top players at positions. You know, obviously all the positions, quarterback, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Uh, players that are outside the, you know, normal spectrum of everything. You know, your top five players that, you know, somebody's going to step into the limelight that week. So let's start this segment off this week with you again, Edgar.
1: And I'll take take it over again. So for this week, my, Q, my uh, QB start of the week, or I uh, just had kind of a quick, quick play my guy or breakout, to say the least. I just went through all those, but main's <laughs> all the same. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. And I know, I know, ho- ho- hold your applause, hold your applause. But what? I don't think Tyrod Taylor, I, I-, I said hold your applause. <laughs> I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to be a weekly start for me. But this week, for those who had you know, chosen a QB later rounds and – maybe are panicking a little bit. I think Tyrod Taylor has great potential. He's good value for this game in particular, right? Um, the team added, you know, a lot of players behind them, such as to solidify the offensive line and Brian Bulega uh, from the Packers uh, and Trey Turner to help solidify which, which was one of the worst pass blocking lines last year. Um, you also have a good, you know, standout, you know, skill position players, right? You have Henry Allen, Eckler. Uh, Mike Williams, if he's healthy, uh, JJ in the backfield as well to help out Eckler out. So the the extra parts that everything around him is there to put in place. Um, last year, the Chargers were also top 10 in pass attempts. And Cincinnati is actually one of the worst defenses. But I believe that Will Jackson can cause some frustration for a couple of the receivers, which would make, you know, maybe keep the game a little bit closer than expected um, and make Tyrod Taylor throw the ball a little bit more. But what I also like about Tyra Taylor is he's a dual, you know, he can, he's a mobile quarterback. So I, I value that a lot. And for this week and gets a, you know, crappy Cincinnati defense, I he's a good value pick. As for my wide, my wide receivers, I'm taking, I, I, I have a couple second, I, well, actually, I have one second year guy and it's going to be Michael Gallup. He is my breakout wide receiver for this week. And let me tell you a couple of things. 2019, he actually averaged more targets per game and averaged more yards per reception than Amari Cooper. He only played 14 games. And second, Amari is going to be taking Jalen Ramsey. So he's going to be – Jalen Ramsey will be carving or shadowing Amari Cooper the entire time. And, uh, and while I think that and, – and I also think that they still have a decent offensive line. Yes, they did lose their center, but – Um, I still think they have an okay offensive line. Actually, not even okay. It's actually pretty good. Um, Next guy, next wide receiver is going to be, again, another second-year guy. And and another second-year guy is going to be Terry McLaurin for another breakout week. Philly last year allowed the third-fewest rush yards last season. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a rough start for Antonio or Antoine Gibson, um, especially being a rookie in this league. So I think it's going to force – the Washington football team, not the Redskins, to throw the, pet, the ball a little bit more and be a little bit efficient in that department because I think they will stop uh, Antonio or Antoine Gibson. I may be pronouncing that name wrong. And I think they'll be forced to throw a little bit more. I'm not relying so much on Drew Haskins, but Tarek McLaurin had a breakout year last year. He, did, he's one of the, he had 900-plus receiving yards and seven touchdowns. He was the first receiver on the Washington football team to do that since Santana Moss. Santana Moss. I can't remember the last time Santana Moss played. I do. All right. Because <laughs> um, you just
0: looked it up on Google.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably. So the only thing that I'm concerned with here for Terry McLaurin will be Darius Slay. Um, Terry, Darius Slay is a great cornerback. It's his first team on um, the Eagles. And last year, the Eagles played around 60% zone coverage. So we'll see how Terry fares against Darius Slay. But in my own opinion, the, the risk is worth it. Scary Terry. And then last, and lastly, for my running backs, you know, I have a little bit of a tweener here. I'm, I'm not a fan of Aaron Jones, so I'm going to put him there as a tweener, right? I, I'm, not happy, I'm not that excited for him and just because A.J. Dillon is there, and I think A.J. Dillon will take those goal-line touchdowns. And If you look at Aaron Jones last year, that's all he was last year. He was pretty much just goal-line touchdowns. There was one game he had five touchdowns, I think three or four in the red zone, right? So I think – AJ Dilling, the big back that he is, will take a little bit of those carries away from him. And with that, a little bit of fantasy value away from Aaron Jones. So for me, Aaron Jones is a little bit not – he's neither a breakout nor a kickout, but he's a little bit in between. I'd be cautious of him. He's not a guy that I particularly you know, wanted to draft. Or if I was in the position, if I was in that you know, drafting – if I was within that realm of picking, I wouldn't have picked him. But if you did, be a little bit wary. Um, and my tight end breakout of the week is my guy, Jack Doyle.
0: Off so, Edgar, I have a question real quick, not to cut you off. But so you would say Aaron Jones in this, this realm of the drinking, uh, he's the guy at the bar that has been there way too long and nobody really knows who he is or where he <laughs> should be going from there. Like, he's just kind of there.
2: He, is he's that the kind of what you're getting at. Too long. He, he's a guy who yeah. stayed too long, and they're going to be like, you know what? It's time for I other just people
1: to. They you know shut I, the lights I, off on him and leave him yeah, there. Yeah, I think he maybe, no, I think he's the old timer that has had a lot of great times at that bar, but now he's a little bit too old to be at that bar and needs to just go home. You know? All right. That right. guy, so you're I'll like, be, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: just everybody ignore him. Let him sit in the corner. Sorry, go
1: back. <laughs> Jack Doyle. Um, so as we know, Philip Rivers is starting QB and he loved Hunter Henry last year. One Hunter Henry was um, healthy and actually when Hunter Henry was he- healthy last year, he was right behind Mark Andrews in average targets per game. Now that's important because now you have Jack Doyle, another, well, you know, athletic, great tight end that has been pretty prominent with the Colts prior to then. And now that Eric Ebron is gone and Trey Burton is also out for the game. I expect that. Philip Rivers will start, you know, yeah, I know it's, it's straight bird, (laughs) but I I expect that Philip Rivers will favor Jack Doyle.
0: (laughs) I saw that news today, man. I'm sorry. I didn't put that in news and notes earlier because as a Bears fan, none of us are. I'm I'm happy.
1: I'm happy he's out on that team instead of being out on the Bears. (laughs) That is true. All
0: right, Cam, I'll kick it over to you, man. Give me your players.
2: All right, Premier, I think you're showing a little favoritism towards that letting him go first. That's all I'm saying. But anyway. Sorry. Like You'll
0: get first next week,
2: buddy. <laughs> but I, I like this segment. I've been kicked out of my share of bars, you know, but that's a story for yeah, a different you time. You have. You have. Let's <laughs> not bring it up here. But anyway. Um, I was there. <laughs> anyway, um, for QB, uh, Big Ben is my breakout player. He's playing a, a New York Giants team who's losing cornerbacks left and right he's should be healthy this year. I mean, yeah, all all he does in the offseason is drink and play golf, but I mean, as long as his arm doesn't fall off, he's probably going to pass it a lot in this situation. And they have pretty much the same offense as last year. Um, And he has a few new, or at least one new toy that I'll talk about in a bit to play with. Um, As far as running backs um, I'm kicking out Melvin Gordon this week. Um, He's never, he's too touchdown dependent for me in fantasy. Um, wise and he does play a tough Titans team. Um, they're usually tough against the run. They just signed uh, uh, Javane oh, Leon Clowney too. So it'll, they're, they probably just improved on that end. And he is competing with carriers with Philip Lindsay. I know not the most talented guy, but he does know that offense and he does seem to persevere over, over like through the odds and stuff. So he's being kicked out. I feel his pain as I just said, I've been there. Um, For receivers, um, I am kicking out also Tyler Boyd. Uh, He has a new quarterback this year, and obviously Joe Burrow. I've already stated how I feel about Burrow. I'm not going to get into that again, Um, but I just think it's a lot to ask from a rookie his first game. They have a lot of other weapons he might spread the ball around. A.J. Green is back, or at least he's listed to be back. Auden Pate is also still there, who – He had a few good games last time. And T Higgins can also take some of those receptions. So a lot of people to work with there. So Tyler Boyd, I'm kicking out. And then as far as tight ends, I really do like Eric Ebron. I think he can uh, break out this season. Like I said, he's the tight end for Big Ben. And Big Ben likes to throw tight ends. He's going to pass a lot. I like that matchup. I like that That combination. combination. Yeah, Aaron, have you ever been kicked oh. out of bars? Nope, because
0: I don't drink, so I don't drink <laughs> bars too
1: much. So, I wasn't drunk one time when I got kicked out, but that's besides the point. So to go off <laughs> to Melvin Gordon-Point, uh, he still can't even breathe the air in Denver, so...
0: <laughs> oh, geez. Uh-oh. That's going to be an issue. Hey, and we don't even know what the, the weather's going to be like, because I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. I, I knew, the, the only reason I knew is because I posted it. Uh, I think it was Adam Shafter posted the other yeah. day. It was... So Monday, they were like 90 degrees all day up in, in Denver and then or just Colorado in general. And then leading into Tuesday morning, they dropped down to 33 degrees and snow. I was like, how that that's a 60 degree drop. I'm like, I'm I hate Illinois with their weather. But man, that, that's just absolutely terrible. That, that sounds
1: like a, a spring day in Chicago.
0: No, not 60. That's, that's absolutely certifiably nuts. All right. So for me this week, uh, I'm going to start this off with a QB of Mitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but in all seriousness, I'm actually going to go with Carson Wentz. I've been high on him all year. He gets a great start. I know he's a little bit, uh, you know, banged up right now already to start the season, but he gets Washington, And they're not good. I mean, I do worry about, you know, the rookie and Chase Young, but I still think that they have a good option. You know, they have a good chance this week. Um, They are thin um, on the offensive side, but he has his favorite target in, uh, you know, Zach Hurts still around. So I think, you know, for me, I think it is all Carson Wentz. Actually, I have one. I will say there is one quarterback I do want to kick out this week, and he was a highly drafted quarterback, and that is actually going to be Kyler Murray playing up at even – the 49ers. So that is a scary matchup for him. Uh, I just don't, uh, I think that's a bad one. I mean, if you were to draft him and you had somebody else back in, you know, in the backfield I, or, you know, in the, in that spot, I'd probably take somebody else. Um, for me this week at running back, I actually really like, where was it? I had him. I do really like uh, Cam Akers this week in his first start. Probably not going to be a super highly productive, like 20 plus game. But I, I think he's going to make it safe with a, you know, a 10 to a 15 point game. Another one that I actually would like to mention as well. um, I think knowing that this team is this way, I do want to throw David Montgomery in the list. Um, You know, uh, the lions aren't as stout up front as they were previously. So I think this is a week for him to actually get on the ground running and start the season off uh, a lot better. At wide receiver, guys, Ooh, man, that's a tough one this week. So you had DJ Moore over there, Cam, didn't you? I did. I do like me some DJ Moore, though, man. Um, I'm actually going to steal somebody from the same squad that you mentioned, Edgar, because your buddy Jack Doyle. Who don't don't get me twisted. I have him on a few squads, buddy. So I I was <laughs> I was listening to you. Hopefully, it works out. If not, I'm going to be streaming a lot uh, this season. But actually, one of my favorite wide receiver plays this week is actually going to be T.Y. Hilton. I think he's going to, and it's, you know, it's either going to be T.Y. Man or it is going to be Jack Doyle. But I think T.Y. is a very, uh, very potent option for them. Um, One player that I actually would like to stray away from is anybody on the Houston side of the ball because I don't (laughs) want to bank on one of those receivers uh, quite yet until I really see how the action is. And plus with them playing Kansas city, I mean, it's a prime opportunity to see where uh, Watson really goes with the ball, but I'm just not sure I'm putting anyone in my lineup unless I absolutely have to uh, whether that's Will Fuller or, or not. Um, I do have myself a favorite tight end of the week. And now I just cannot remember who it is. Greg
1: Olson.
0: Greg, (laughs) you you want me to go with Greg? Uh, I, I will pull this one up. I'm actually going to go back to my main guy. Um, and I'm actually going to go with Hayden Hurst. I really do like him in that Atlanta offense. And I think Matt Ryan is going to continue to find, uh, success with the tight end. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to actually kick out Noah Fant because I don't trust anything in Denver right now. I just, <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Out. I I, yeah, that's my biggest thing, is it's, it's Drew Locke, and that's probably part of my problem. Um, so as you guys were saying, though, I'm going to bring up something about Denver. So you're saying that the reports are out there that Melvin Gordon's having issues out so there So the
1: last, time, last time I heard of, and this was like middle, almost closer to the end of August, is that he was still having trouble, and he admitted that he's still having trouble, you know, getting used you know, to the, the altitude right there. So... Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see because every you know every player needs to get used to that. It's such a it's a it's a huge difference up there. So, um, and I think kind of what Cameron said it's it's a crowded backfield. I, I wouldn't want anything to do with any of them really, especially now that you, you also have Royce Freeman there too, right? Premier, Going
2: off of your Kyler Murray thing though, I feel like DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins is going to destroy Richard Sherman. So I. Mean, I, I
0: he probably will. But I just think that knowing how the 49ers played last year and when they mm-hmm. get the ball, they're just going to continue to run the ball down people. Yeah, yeah. Nobody I can think, stop. Nobody can still stop that. I think.
1: I think it's going to be how well they contain Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah. Cause all you really, I mean, as of right now, and that's why it is the way it is. I, there's another player I like on that squad and Christian Kirk, but I mean, they've got a lot of weapons, and like you guys said, there's a lot of mouths to feed, but it's about the fact that can they overcome that offense and time of possession. Time of possession is going to be a huge thing. uh, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
2: But Richard Sherman does suck. I just want
0: to get that up. Gee, you just really want to hammer in on that one, huh? I do. So, I mean, the one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, looking this over guys is I know what you were saying um Edgar with uh, Antonio Gibson. The news did come out today that as of right now the technical starting running back is actually going to be uh JD McKissick. Um, oh really? Yes, they did announce that but yet again it's Washington. So it yeah. really matter who's named the starter especially with a team that's you know I mean they're they're just bad.
1: Yeah, I think with that, with that, like uh, it, it's a similar situation with the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They named Robinson as the starter, but like o- Ozingo, or I, I can't pronounce his last name, and Chris Thompson. Yeah, it's it's still reported to take half the carries, right? It's a, it's it's week one. They really want to understand which guys can be able to like to really blossom and be that guy. And they released AP for a reason. They wanted that all around back that can both, you know. Uh, do pass protection, run through between the tackles, and also go out for a catch, right? And AP wasn't just that, so they love um, they they love Gibson there. So I think while I may not start him that week, um, you're actively monitoring him, and I don't expect JD McKisson to to be the active starter like going forward. Maybe week two, perhaps, but I think there's going to be a mix of of all running backs that that in week one, right? I mean I, I think he was
2: named the starter for his pass blocking parents
1: and, yeah, and simple.
2: Um that's what a lot of rookies struggle with, especially rookie running backs. Um I think that's why they want like his in their starting for when those passing situations when he does they need to hit somebody.
0: So what you're telling me is that um AP was released because they wanted to use the younger guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> much. Yeah, so they're bad, just as bad as Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, so exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loading up
0: on anything that's <laughs> Is that so bad they don't have a name.
1: That's true. That's
0: oh, true. No, that's just they—they don't have a name because some some smart guy out in Washington bought all the names possible, and they're just going to wait until they come up with one that they can.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a bad scenario for both for both backfields, but it's honestly an opportunistic. You have to look at it from an opportunistic point of view, right? Um, have like if you don't have one of those players on your bench, try to get those on, players on your bench before they play, right? It could be very well that Ozingbo takes the backfield for the Jaguars, or or Gibson takes the backfield, or maybe even J D. McKissick. So I'm not. You shouldn't rule them out, right? We should. We should never rule them out. But yeah, like what Cameron said, use it to your advantage. Be opportunistic and and take a player. Um, you know, drop, you know, drop your kicker if you need to. Right. Because I think for me, like, a start, I mean, obviously a starting running back is much better value than, than the kicker. Right. So for, for me, for week one purposes, if I can find a guy that low, that could be a French starter. Um, in a running back class, that's a little bit more diminished. Maybe you, you're, you're a little bit weak on running backs. I wouldn't mind taking the risk on that. Right. But be opportunistic with that. I mean,
0: I got, I got Gibson in the 11th round still. In yeah. a league with my cousin, I was like, are you kidding me? Like that was, that was last night, technically. And I was like, I can't believe I still got him in the 11th round. Yeah.
1: That's um, surprising.
0: Yeah. I, I was very surprised. Uh, it it's actually funny. Quick, quick story about, you know, all these different fantasy leagues I'm in and stuff like you mentioned, I, I actually now I'm in a 14 man league and that's our on tap league, which now is the biggest league I've ever been in. But actually I'm in. One with uh, a bunch of people I work with too, and uh not a great start to the year for one guy in our league, and then I got bit with this with the releasing bug. I was like, oh, I'm gonna draft last pick in the draft, and I'm like, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay's kicker because I feel like they're gonna score more this year, <laughs> yeah, let's go, Mac gay and you got cut yeah i, I guess a, i'll i'll ad- yeah, and i'll mm-hmm. admit, like i don't, I really don't pay attention to kickers as much. And then, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, who's taking his place? And I was like, oh, it's it's suck up. I should have known that he was going to get the job like you want to talk about like consistent. I think suck up is going to be a perfect fit out there. And I did go and swing and pick him up because, I mean, like you said, it's there's a lot of streaming capabilities in fantasy. So, like, if you have to pick somebody up, like you said, drop your kicker for a week or drop your defense or whatever you need to do, uh, you're good to go. So. Guys, let's wrap up the show here with our last call, which is going to be more of a fan question segment. Um, and I had a, you know, a couple people ask, and I've seen it a lot on social media as well. With the injuries that have hit the Philadelphia, you know, offense, is there any wide receivers you think that are going to break out over the next few weeks without Rager and Jeffrey there? Or do you still think it's just gonna be the Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz show? Cam, what do you got?
2: Well, Rager is targeting um, week two for his return. So this might be a one week thing. Um, when he does come back, I do think he'll be their number one receiver for it. But um, besides him, um, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, I don't know why he's still playing. He's uh, like probably 80 years old at this point. Um, I do like DJ, um, or say Whiteside. Um, I think he will be like. Their receiver without um, kind of rigor and Jeffrey, who is their more their like reliable, um, like. Wait, did you just receiver. say
0: reliable and Jeffrey in the same sentence?
2: No, no, I said no. That's a separate sentence. There's a period. Oh, and then, yeah, I was oh, talking okay, about JJ. Because
0: w- <laughs> yeah. oh, good, because I wanted to make sure because you had Jeffrey his name in there and yeah. he's not reliable. No, no, out. there's a
2: period in there. I kind of briefly paused. But oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think JJ will be um, their kind of possession receiver with um, those two out or even when those two are back. Um, I think Rager is going to be more of their like lightning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd be a very, I think when Rager gets back, I think he's going to be really reliable
1: for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Edgar, what do you got? Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think when Rager comes back, I think he's going to be extremely reliable. And I use one of my favorite pass catches in this year's draft. And there's actually rumors that they're looking to shop Alshon Jeffrey, and I think that points to their confidence in, in Jalen Rager. Um, I'm not the biggest Deshaun Jackson fan, but, I mean, when you don't have anyone to throw, who else can you throw to besides Deshaun Jackson? Miles Sanders um, and Zach Ertz. So. Yeah, I mean, that's my next point. Is that I mean, they also have
0: Washington this week, so I don't think they're worth yeah,
1: much. Kind of to your point, though, I'm not, I'm not a fan of J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Last year he had a lot of drop issues, um, and he wasn't really – the last year, again, was his rookie season, so he – Definitely had a learning curve to adjust to, but I just wasn't a fan of him pre pre draft, and I he kind of showcased why I wasn't a fan of him last year. Just all this drops, um, in terms of like who he has to throw it through. I mean, you can you have to throw out like 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 Cameron said, Miles Sanders, a Boston sky, or even Corey Clement out there, right? To line up out there, Corey Clement's a good pass catcher. That's kind of his essential role there on the team. So. When you don't have a Jalen Rager or Nelson Jeffrey to throw to, I'm not high on Deshaun Jackson. I'd rather, I'd rather, or I would say that like the the running backs have a little bit more value as well as Zach Ertz. I'm not necessarily throwing any of my you know anything onto Deshaun Jackson. I'm not picking him up. It's not a pressing need for me. They also have Greg Ward, but like I said, I think Week One is definitely kind of just like a. Stay away, don't touch any of the Eagles receivers. And then week two, when Rager comes back, I think that's when things start to pick up and, and really a dynamic change there.
2: But week one, if you do
1: need an Eagles receiver for some reason, I think JJ's your man. Okay. I'm
0: oh, going to yeah. go with Zach Ertz, even though that's tight end. But hey. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs>
1: stick with Zach Ertz. I would honestly, I would maybe even go with like Dallas. I, I personally would go Dallas Goddard over. I, I would go Dallas Goddard over JJ. Yeah,
0: they're going to be, you know, using both those, especially, like I said, playing Mm -hmm. up against Washington. They're not overly uh, worried about that game, so they'll probably run heavy at the end of it. Yeah. Um,
2: So one last question. You guys can just cheat. That's
0: fine. It's not cheating because they're going to probably line up at receiver anyways. (laughs) Um, So the last question I actually have posed to you was a question, you know, or a topic we hit during the league crawl, and it's something that's very – um exciting and it's a lot i I think it's going to be a big thing and this is going to be in the jaguars and colts game this pertains to taylor do you guys think he's going to get a majority of the carries this week do you think the colts would be up by enough for them to just hand the ball off to him a bunch um what's your opinion on taylor in week one uh cam
2: as far as week one goes, I would be a little hesitant to play him in fantasy. I think they're going to use Marlon Mack more, um, especially in the beginning of the game, um, in the passing situations, to get ahead. And then um, after, like if they are ahead, then they might just give it some stuff to Jordan Taylor and just let him run between the tackles.
1: Yeah, I would say like, I mean, it's kind of a funny situation because Marlon Mack comes into this season after his first 1000 yard season and Jonathan Taylor just came after comes after like a 2000 yard season. So there's like a huge difference there in college. Yeah, of course, in college. But, you know, what? with this running back field, I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Taylor. I, I do think he needs a little bit more work catching the ball. Um his last senior year, he was actually he was able to catch 25 receptions, which was in line with what J.K. Dobbins caught at Ohio State that year and kind of on on par with his average throughout his three seasons at Ohio State. He caught
2: like 32 receptions total. Like his whole year. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about his
1: senior year though, but I'm talking on average, JK Dobbins average around 25 ish receptions. But what I'm saying is I, I, I do think he needs a little bit more work there. Um I if you're drafted jonathan taylor depending on what league you're in and number of people in your league for example in our on tap league jonathan taylor could have been in the 14 person league could have been your second running back taken um depending if you want wide receiver or heavy now if he's your second running back that's a little bit of a no-no for me at least for week one um it's a huge question mark right there and but i do think that they drafted him for a reason right they didn't Why would they draft someone after Marlon Mack had his first 1,000-yard season in the second round, right, especially that high? I I agree with kind of what your philosophy, Premier, of drafting a running back each year. But to draft one in the second round with all kinds of global talent still there, that kind of speaks volumes to me. So he will eventually take over. But week one, and I think this has probably been just like – I'm being the dead horse here, is that (laughs) – I'm, I don't really want him to be my running back too. And if I have someone else that I can put in my flex position, I'd rather do that now. Um, I know it might be like a little bit more of a favorable matchup, but I'm still wary. And I want to get those kind of guaranteed points right now. And I want to see it out.
0: And, and I, I can see that. And I definitely agree where, you know, like I've made that remark before, like I said, teams should be drafting running backs almost every year, just like quarterbacks, but, Not in the you know first or second round. If you're drafting one in the first or second round, that speaks, like you said, speaks volumes as to what they're looking to do. Um, But to me, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to Taylor this week. I think this is the perfect time for them to get him acclimated to the game. I just think that you have you have an opponent who literally right now is just trying to sell the farm. They're they're trying to get as many draft picks. They're pulling the Miami route of last year where. Just releasing players and and doing all they need to do, and you know, I honestly, a lot of people have talked already about DJ Chark being shipped off, and I think that's maybe a little outlandish for Jacksonville. But if they can get a, dra- a high draft pick out of it, they can. But I think this would be a perfect time for um, the Colts to play Taylor and play him quite often, get him acclimated to the game, and I. I think perfect spot for him would be at flex this week. If okay. You do, I do think a flex spot would be worthwhile. I feel like you're going to get a good amount of points out of him this week. Um, you know, and so, that I wouldn't say I. I'd be very uncomfortable at RB two. Okay. Much happier at flex spot.
1: So, I I agree. So a, a quick question is: Would you rather have him in the flex or JK Dobbins in the flex? Taylor. Taylor. Okay. I
2: I think you guys are valuing a little bit too high, like, high draft
1: picks. Because, like, look at, like, Lynn
2: Bowden Jr., who just – he was a third-round third, third round pick for the Raiders and just traded him. Like, I know it's the Raiders and that organization sucks, but I don't think he's going to get playing time necessarily just because he – especially the first game, just because he's a second pick.
1: Like a thing. Yeah, but with I, that with that argument though is that they traded him just because they were trying to make him they were trying to fit him in an offense that wasn't really guaranteed or like geared towards him. So they traded him. They kind of like cut their losses and were like, "Hey, this guy's not going to fit on our team. He doesn't fit well with the op- offense. He, he he's not gonna he's not going to transition well. Let's kind of cut our losses, unfortunately."
0: But that's why I'm saying I feel safer with Taylor because of the matchup in that that yeah. game and in and of itself. I feel like Taylor is going to get a better shot. At running the ball, whereas I don't know, you know, with the, the Ravens this week, I mean, they they could be up and they might go Dobbins, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're, they'd are they feel much happier rolling uh, Ingram out there uh, at this time, unless they need to, to score some points. But I mean, it is the Browns that they have this week, so you just never know what they're going to do. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think I'd go Taylor this week, especially in the flex spot over J.K you guys have anything else, Cam?
2: No, no. Um, I'd probably go with JK just for more of the, like, especially in PPR leagues. I think he'll get more receptions this week. But, but, but yeah, they've got the Browns, man. Besides that, I'm
1: yes, happy man. football is back.
0: But, yeah. Uh, Edgar, you got anything else?
1: No. All right. I think that's pretty much it. We covered <laughs> – we ran through all the lists, and we went through our guys. Um I'm yeah, to Cameron's point. I mean, it's it's the start of the new year. It's going to be a little bit of a weird year, and I think we reiterated this last uh, in our last um, podcast. But like, seriously, be on the lookout for like the backups of running backs because you never know what could happen. So and, and pay attention, play, pay close attention to those. You know, maybe those backfields that prior to the season there was a lot of different sites saying, hey, I want to stay away from this particular backfield because it's going to be, you know, this person, this person's playing carries. Pay particular close attention to those because that may not be the case, you know, especially with the Eagles, Jaguars, uh, whatever, you know, whatever other team, Ravens, you never know.
2: But yeah, have a beer and enjoy this season. Enjoy the football season. Absolutely.
0: Like you guys said, we got uh, football here in a couple days and, you know, The one thing that I would say pay attention to, and I honestly didn't know about it much, was uh, I guess this year they're allowed to protect four players on the practice squad. The practice squad's goofy this year. They're able to do a lot of different things. Like, for crying out loud, Josh McGowan is is on the practice squad, you know, for (laughs) a team. And so I would say pay close attention, like real close attention this year to those practice squad players that get protected too. Because with, you know, the COVID era of football, you never know when they're going to need to rip a guy off the practice squad to play. Um, So pay close attention. You know, maybe, like you said, waiver wires are handcuffed. You know, I call this the handcuff season. Um, I pay close attention to those secondary players that teams have. So as you guys said, grab a beer. We are a few days away. We got Thursday Night Football this week with – the Houston Texans traveling down to Kansas City or up to Kansas City. I technically guess that's how it works, um, to to play host to the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Boo hoo! Um, and then we got a full slate of football this weekend. So guys, get ready, stay safe, and enjoy some football. See you guys next week.